I'm ready to preach. I'm ready for the word. Y'all ready for the word? Y'all ready for the word? Anybody got their Bible with them tonight? Anybody got notes? Come on, wave your Bible in the air if you got a Bible. Man, if you do not have a Bible, and if it glows, go ahead, wave your phone around. It's all good. Hey, we here. I call this sermon, Stop, Breathe, Pray. I know most of us are used to a term called stop, drop, roll. And that's, what, that's just something we do when, 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 when something's on fire. Listen, if your life is on fire, stop, breathe, pray. We get so overwhelmed. This is the most anxious generation. The most technically, technologically advanced generation and also the most depressed generation. Too much information can literally grow you rotten. No one in human history has ever had the entire world at the, t- the tip of their fingers, but you do. So I feel, I don't feel, the spirit told me and is telling me, and as I wrote the sermon, and this is a, an idea I've had before even my honeymoon, I was going to speak it. Uh, it's just an idea. Of, uh, God's trying to tell the church, stop, breathe, pray. And I want to get into this tonight. Y'all feeling good, by the way? I feel so good. Man, I miss church so much. I was in an airplane from uh, uh, one part of China to Beijing, and I'm just like, listen to elevation. No one around me knows English. Uh, the, uh, the ladies that, that run everything in the cabin, the flight attendants, they, they barely knew English, and, and they just gave me that look like, I want to help you so bad, <laughs> but I don't know what you're saying. And it was in that moment, we're just 30,000 feet in the sky, Man, I just, I'm just like, I, the song's coming in, and these knocked out. But I was just in this moment, and it was just, it, what, what blew me away is that I'm so high up. I'm so far from home. I'm literally on the other side of the world. When I was up, you guys were asleep. When you were sleeping, I was awake. And that's why I'm kind of still kind of coming off a of sick, a little sickness. Um, literally, while y'all on Tuesday night, I'm in Wednesday afternoon looking at what the, what's going on. Insane. So I'm in a different side of the world. And what blew me away is I was so high up, I was so far out, and yet the Spirit of God met me right there in that plane. It blew me, like, that reality for a split second, like, forget all the hocus pocus, forget all the stuff that we put in front of our relationship with God that's more important than God, and forget all the, you know, the different things. But when you focus on Jesus, his power, his presence, I'm just in there, and I'm like, whoa, he's here, he's moving. I don't even know how to speak to anybody in here, but I'm about to walk up. Anybody got a sickness, I'm going to pray. I, I was on this another level of just, like, radical revelation, Christian, just because of the very fact that I recognize the presence of God in a very unknown place, in a very high up place. Man, even, even in, in this altitude, even in this part of the world, the spirit of God is, is with me. God is with me. And, and, and some of you tonight, you need to hear that stopping and breathing and praying might be the answer to your prayers. You guys with me? Um, Kanye dropped the album when I was on my honeymoon. And it's called Jesus is King. And, and if you've been here a little while, I feel like I've mentioned his name every week <laughs> since he came out to be Christian and how we're supposed to respond and what's our duty as the church. And I don't know, I just felt led to talk about it. Um, and can I play you my favorite song on the album? Can I play you my favorite song? Hey, let's do it. Let Go ahead. Cut the screen. Life like this is what you like. Like trying to live the life right. 
Hey, rock with me. Let's go. Hey. Hey. Hey, where we at? Where we at? Hey. Hey, let's go. Yeah. Nice like. Three, two, one. Uh. That's my jam. Push the brothers like a typewriter. Yo, let's go. By the way, if y'all didn't know, uh, Kanye West is saved, by the way. He is saved. Man, I'm just hyped. You know what's crazy? He did one of his, his Sunday service. A thousand plus people came to know Jesus at one of his Sunday services. You can give glory to God, not glory to Kanye. Give glory to God. They said the day his album dropped, uh, uh, who is Jesus and what is Christian beliefs, those two questions spiked in Google searches. Uh, the day his album came out. And more people are coming to church that are young, more than ever. Um, man, and, and I know we can hate because it's so easy to hate on someone who is a sinner and God decides to do something crazy. But, man, can we just look at this with the eyes of Jesus? I think we're looking at a modern-day uh, assault of Paul. I don't know about y'all. Someone who, who, come on, y'all, look at his wife. Like, look where she came from. Like, she popped off off of something that's, you know what I'm saying? And God could use that. He could bless that and say, look, I, I'm and I'm not saying to vote for them if they go for president. And I'm not saying that everything going on is amazing and that he's untouchable. He's a man. But I can stand on this, that God can use anybody. And that's my jam. And I wanted to play it. It was out of my wedding video. I wanted to, I'd rather do that. Y'all with me tonight? I got a verse I want to read. But first of all, somebody say stop. stop. Somebody say stop. stop. Somebody say stop. stop. I love that. You're talking to yourself when you feel overwhelmed. Man, just stop. There's a power in the pause. Y'all ready to take notes tonight? Yeah. It's 9.30. We're going to rock out. <laughs> hey, look at some nice visit. We're going to chill tonight. We're going to chill tonight. We're going to chill tonight. Let's <laughs> get them ready. <laughs> stop. Turn off. Turn off. Back up. Some, sometimes we're so into something, we'll really have peace when we back away from it. When you put your hands down and you just back away. Some of us need to turn down the volume. Everywhere we go, there's a volume on blast. Everywhere we, every, everywhere, every space we walk into, there's so many voices pouring into us. There's so many things. I need the voice of God in my life more than the voice of man. And it's the voice of God anyways that clarifies and, and, and purifies the voice of man around me. Some of us need to turn, stop. Just stop. Stop talking. When you're praying, is, uh, is all your prayers sound like me, my, me, my? Sound like a, like a, like a Disney, me, my, mo, mo, fo, like stop the me's and the my's and the eyes and the, just, just God, you and you and you and you and you alone and you. There's a secret to stopping that every believer must come on. Like, here's the thing, because you weren't saved all the time. How many of you guys just got saved? Just say yes to Jesus, probably in the last five years. You said yes to Jesus, last five years. All right. That's the majority of us in here. You've been saved not, not long, no longer than five years. Some of you guys are 25. Some of you guys are 35. Some of you guys are 18. You have more years in the world not serving God than you do serving God. That's the group in here, the majority. And if you've been longer saved in five years, and, and may, that's not counting those who, who walked away and come back, welcome home. Come on, somebody. I, I honor those that come back because at least you came back. 
but let's stay. <laughs> Anyways, so in the last five years or so, you guys said yes to Jesus. You have more time away from God, away from church, away from this Holy Ghost lifestyle. You have more years in the game in the enemy. Some of us have more years serving alcohol. Some of us have more years serving the city in other ways. Some of us have, you know, more years putting traffic in other venues, not this one, uh, causing traffic, causing attention to all these different things. But now you're saved, and now things need to change. And can I tell you, a lot of what happens in the spiritual is, di is directly connected to what's going on in the physical. You cannot pray if you cannot pray. What do I mean by that? Like, you can pray and all, but if you don't set time to pray, you'll probably never pray. You know that. If you don't set time to make it to church and set time to serve and set time to, to do the things of the Lord and to walk in this righteous lifestyle, it will be so hard to be who God's called you to be. you got to learn how to stop. I want to read to you Psalms 37.7, and I am just got so much word built in me. I'm going to stay on my notes, though, because we'll be here till 1130. So uh, you guys feel good tonight? Let's read Psalms 37.7. Someone say stop. I love this verse. This verse, some of you guys need to highlight it, star it, circle it. Just, just highlight it twice. It's the main premise of tonight. Man, it says be still. Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. Pastor, I'm praying. I'm praying. Be still and wait. I live in a generation of instant gratification. Everything must come to me now, quick. But we serve a God that says, just wait a little bit. Just be still. Just be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. Fret not yourself over the one who prospers in his way, over the man who carries out evil devices. Be still. And some of you guys, in your calendar, in your day-to-day -day schedule, you need to set time to just be still. You need to set time to just not do nothing. And focus on God. And give your, y'all with me? Like, for some of y'all who are like teachers and you're like very educated and you love clear ideas, this is as clear as it gets. Do more for God. And you'll watch more open up in your life. Like, connect the physical to the spiritual tonight. Can we do that? Just make time to just stop. I know, I know I got to stop, but what else? But what next? Some of you guys already are like, okay, stop. But what's the second one? No, we're going to put it on park. Stop. God meets you right where you are at before the answer, before it even happened. He was already there. His presence is always with you. That's the reality every believer has. I spent more years in my life serving whatever. I spent more years in my life away from God. And now that I'm in the Lord, one thing I must learn, one thing I must hold into my heart is that God knows everything I'm going through. Is that God understands exactly how I feel. Is that God, he's, he's completely in control. He's completely aware. And if he hasn't said anything, if he hasn't done anything, if he hasn't brought something that I'm praying for, I need to humble myself and understand that I need to be more patient. Because sometimes his no is a yes to his will. And sometimes a yes is a no to what you want. So when you're in this Christian lifestyle, something needs to wake up in you. 
when you want Jesus to be as quick as Twitter. And what's the next word? And what's the next word? And what's the next? No, no, hold on to the word I gave you last week. You wouldn't be where you're at now if you held on to the word I gave you last week. Just stop. Just close your eyes right there where you're at. If you feel comfortable, if you don't, I don't care. Close your eyes. And just tell yourself. Just talk to yourself. Just say, stop. Right there, you, re- you re- already feel a bit more peace in your life, don't you? <laughs> Some of you guys hate red lights because it's just a moment. You got everything just slows down. No, no, no. Stop. Go ahead and open your eyes. I want to read Exodus chapter 14. We're in the Old Testament today. Picking up, going on drive. Chapter 14, verse 10. Y'all with me tonight? I feel the Holy Spirit in this place. As Pharaoh approached the people of Israel, looked up, and they panicked. They panicked. God's people in panic. Listen, it's nothing new. We serve a God we can't see, and we see things brought up before us, and we're like, God, where you at? Stop panicking. So they look at Pharaoh, and they panic when they saw the Egyptians overtaking them. They cried out, and they said to Moses, why do you bring us out here to die? You're our leader. What are you doing? You obviously don't have any wisdom. You're leading us to our death in the wilderness. We weren't there enough graves. Weren't there enough graves for us in Egypt? I skipped over a little bit. What have you done to us? Super dramatic. Why would you make us leave Egypt? We should have went back to being slaves. Didn't we tell you this would happen while we're still in Egypt? We told you this would happen. Before we even ended up here, we warned you. We said, leave us alone. Let us be slaves. I'd rather be a slave knowing I'll be fed pig food than to be free and relying on a God that I cannot see. I mean, that's what's going on here. I don't want faith. I need instruction, and I need security. And God say, no, but God's really leading me to lead you to an area that you can see things you've never seen before. better to be a slave? Are you, are you nuts? You'd rather be a slave knowing you have a nine to five than to be free and rely on completely on the power of God? Are you even my people? Do you really legitimately tr- believe in me and trust in me? And if you go to read this story, you see manna bread comes from heaven. Popeye's got nothing on that. Bread from heaven? I just got a little hungry. Somebody give me Popeyes. I'm gonna come off this day with a bottle of Popeyes. I'm sorry, y'all. How many of y'all love the Popeye sandwich? Is it just me? Four people? All right, it's cool. I know what type of church I'm at. I'm obviously at the wrong one. No, I'm playing. I love me some Popeyes, you know what I'm saying? And I had Chick-fil-A today. Y'all pray for me. Y'all pray for me. They're both great. They're telling their leader, this is wild. They're telling their leader, leave us alone. We should have been slaves. Verse 13, Moses told the people, don't be afraid. I love his next set of instructions. Just stand still and watch the Lord rescue you today. Just wait a minute. Wait a minute. Everyone stop. Everyone just, just stop. God's going to do something today. But you got to stop first. Be still and watch the Lord rescue you today. 
the Egyptians you see today will never be seen again. The Lord himself will fight for you. Just stay calm. If that ain't a word, I don't know what's a word. But God says, be still and know that I'm my God. Here's the next idea. To know he's God, you have to stop moving. Be still and know. Before you know, you must be still. And this is going to wreck some of us because the day we met Jesus, it feels like that was the stillest day of our lives. Still. Remember the day you said yes to Jesus? Remember the day you made that prayer? If you didn't, we're going to make that prayer in a couple minutes. Hello? Remember the day you said yes to Jesus? How still was eternity? That's the thing. We live in these bodies that will go away and fade after 90, 100. But when we get into contact with something spiritual, it feels so divine because we're dealing with things that are eternal. Almost like time moves, but it doesn't. That's like spending time with people you love and not noticing that you just spent nine hours in the same parking spot. Just leaning out the window like, yo, we've been here. This, I got to go to work. With people you love, you ever on the phone? or It's like, yo, I didn't even notice time was going by. That's the moments we have with Jesus. But you can really only get there when you're still. The ticket to walk into a train is to wait for the doors to open. You just bump into the train. You got to be still for the doors to open. Stand clear of the closing doors, please. For all my up north people, you just that's just stuck in your head. You like you wake up to that on the metro. <laughs> to know I'm God, you got to you got to you got to chill out. This is bad English, but it's good preaching. I don't know if you ever heard of the battle the battle of the illis. You ever heard that before? It's like a rap battle, battle of the illis. I here's the Bad English, good preaching, though. It, it, here's what our church is. We're the, we're the battle of the stillest. Go ahead, put it up. The battle of the stillest. <laughs> Who's going to stand the longest? <laughs> I've been in church too long. How many, how many spiritual hurricanes wipe Christians out? I've been in church way too long. You chose, so you came to the church you feel God led you to chose someone in here to be your boyfriend or girlfriend and because it didn't end up right now you got to walk away now now the place God led you is isn't where God's leading you or will you stand still hit it in park put up the e-brake and say God I'm not going nowhere it's the battle of the stillest I'm gonna be here through hell through valleys through fall through my rise, through my fall, God, because you never fade away. Go give somebody a hug. Was that too much? Give somebody a hug and say, I love you. Let's be still together. It's the battle of the stillest. <laughs> it's the battle. Who's going to be the most still? <laughs> Who is, who's going to last? This isn't, like, I remember growing up, everyone would always talk about, like, like fads and, like, oh, that's just, like, in style for now, but it won't last. And I remember, funny example, like, skinny jeans. I remember I would try them on. My dad's like, John, let me talk to you for a second, bro. <laughs> it was like skinny jeans and vans. Like, this is when we, were, we really went into it. Like, we didn't, like, I was like, I can't breathe today, but it's cool. <laughs> Everybody rocking skinnies. My dad went over to the side and said, you good, bro? You good? My dad probably, look at my friends. Look, I'm not crazy by myself. We all crazy together. 
Alright, I guess y'all crazy together. We just like just stood with it, right? And 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 I always wondered, like, with skinny jeans going, like, would I would I look back at my life and be like, remember when I wore skinnies? Like, is this just a phase? It's just this like, and my parents would look at me all the time. I'd be like, is this a phase? Like, if I'm a, if I'm a dad, like the day I'm a dad, I'm looking at my children's life, and whenever they're going through something, I'm like, is this is this gonna be a phase? Like, if he's a little emo, I'm like, oh. Is this like two, three years, or like, how's this going to work? <laughs> when are you going to be fun? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, my kids are a little weird. Like, is that a phase? Found <laughs> myself at school. Don't pick on my son. It's just a phase. The scariest thing is to be a Christian and, and, and be worshiping and be living and serving God and not really trusting him. And to think to yourself, is this, is this just a phase? Is this, is this just because my friends are here? Is it the music? Is it the leadership style? Because we're, I'm, I'm not going to be here forever. You're not going to be here forever. We're going to be transitioning. We're transitional ministry, college ministry. We're going to end up on Sundays. But that's just technical, but there's so many different things in your life. Is this just a phase? Or God, am I really, really trying to do this thing? The battle of the stillest. Here's a question tonight. How long can he stand? How long? I've decided when I said yes to Jesus that I was going to stand up forever. That until I died, you'll find an old man trying to save the hospital people around me. That on my deathbed, I'm going to just reach to my nurse and say, honey, look, you ended up in the wrong room today. I'm sorry, so I can't hear you. You ended up in the wrong room. So you know I didn't. You're in the wrong room. <laughs> You're going to die in five minutes. <laughs> Yo, that's funny. How long can you stand? Is it just now because everything's good? Is it just now because, no, no, no. You, here's the thing about a relationship with Jesus. It's more personal than you thought. How long can you stand? How long can you stand? When you understand that, you have that perspective, that's when you, get, you grow into this daily walk with Christ. Because you need him. You need him more than you, the air you breathe. You need him more than the toothpaste in the morning. When you, you feel like you need to brush your teeth, what you really need to do is pray. What you really need to do is call upon Jesus. I'm not saying that's a brush your teeth. Brush your teeth, boy, it's been a week. <laughs> Somebody say stop. Here's the second one. I'm telling you we're going to be relaxing tonight. Uh, so say breathe. Breathe, stretch, shake, let it go. No one knows that song. It's okay. I'm going to let it go. Breathe. Here's my question. What are you letting in and what are you pouring out? To breathe, you must inhale and exhale. You understand that? Breathe, breathe. So, so stop, be still, stay calm. Know that I'm God. Bring perspective, bring presence. Stop, turn off, back up. Second part to this is breathe. Breathe. Inhale. Can we try this together? Inhale. Exhale. We're going to try to get in the nose, out the mouth, all right? I don't know if you've ever been to PE before. That's how you really get a good breath in. In the nose, out the mouth. Ready? Inhale. Exhale. 
breathe. Understand that so many Christians are holding their breath. All you're doing is breathing in. But you forgot to exhale. I was, I was just snorkeling last week. And as you go deep, you got to, like, equalize your ears and pop them. So I went down, and I came back up, but my whole little snorkel tube was full of water. So I had, like, salt water soup real quick. I came up trying to get a fresh breath of air, and I slurped all the water in the tube. A little salt water soup. It was pretty good. I think a little shrimp fell in there. It's like, oh, dang, a little shrimp. <laughs> Yo, some of our Christian lives are, are a snorkel without the exhale. It's just on inhale. It's just all intake. It's just all feed me, feed me. Oh, one more. Oh, another sermon, another podcast, another another meeting, another another one, another one, another one, another one. Spiritual DJ Khaled. <laughs> just take it in, 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 take it in. Oh, I want. When's the next? When's the next conference? When's the next this? When's the next this? No, no, no. You got so much coming in. What are you letting out? What's actually, oh, Pastor, I'm a preacher, I'm a preacher. Okay, who are you preaching to? I'm writing sermons, I'm writing sermons, I'm, I'm, I'm ready, I'm, Who are you letting this go to? Who are you practicing with? Start with the people in the metro. Start with the people at your job. Start with your friends. Start, start preaching to people. Is this a revelation of God for my life? Is it valid in your life? And you'll be critically acclaimed. I'm a preacher, so preach. You need a mic to be a preacher. And some of us are just intake, intake, breathe. Don't just inhale, exhale. You got so much word in you. Use it for the people around you. You could be the word of the Lord for someone that day. You can be the encouragement someone's waiting for. And this generation of Christians love to inhale. We forget to exhale. Psalms 5.3. In the morning, Lord, you hear my voice. In the morning, I lay my request before you, and I wait expectantly. In the morning, what are you doing, young adult? We're going to attach the spiritual. I already told you. Attach the spiritual to the physical. Physically, what are you doing every morning? What's your routine? Because in Psalms, this psalmist is saying, in the morning, I lay down my request to God. And I wait expectantly. In the morning, I inhale the presence of God. I call on his name. I make space. I make room. I make time for God in my day. And I call upon his name. And I bless his name. And I bring my life back down to the center of it all, which is Jesus Christ. And I lay down my, so we, we need to get into a routine of starting with Jesus. Don't just end with Jesus. Start the journey, follow through in the journey, and end the journey with Jesus. Don't just pick at the beginning and say, yo, meet me on the corner. Say, God, I'm going to walk with you in this thing called life. I'm going to do day by day, hour by hour, second by second. Psalms 143, verse 8. Let the morning bring me word of your unfailing love. So what else comes with the mornings? Not only my plan, but in the mornings, I get a word from your love. I get this bread of life in the morning, in the morning. That's Psalms 143, verse 8. 
in the morning. In, someone say, in the morning. Bring me word of unfailing love, for I have put my trust in you. Show me the way. Here comes the exhale. Show me the way I should go. So in the morning, I get the word, and then there's a way I have to go. In the morning, I get word of what his unfailing love, his grace and his mercy, his, his word of the day, his revelation of the moment, his I love you. Not yet, but I love you. That's that stop and breathe part. But understand the prayer switches right here when he says, show me the way I should go. Not show me what I should believe, not show me how I should feel. But now that I have this unfailing love, now that I've connected with my father in heaven, now show me the way I ought to be in the world around me. Now show me the way I should go. Now show me the way I should talk. Now show me the way I should handle evil done to me. I love how Chris mentioned it earlier. It just, you know, we, we, were, we serve a king that said, turn the other cheek. This, this, this servant king, ultimate humility, ultimate authority and power in Jesus to serve humanity in the most reckless way ever to say that because I've received unfailing love, I can now, in the way I do things, in the way I handle people, in the way I handle uh, 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 just evil done to me, I can actually take love from the love that God gave me. That when I'm going through battles, I'm not empty-handed. I got grace and mercy in my hands. And I'm able to show love while people curse at me. That actually the way that I feel leads me to the way that I should go. That in the morning when I rise and I get the word of the Lord in me, there's a way I actually should, should walk around in the world around me. Man, I hope you all hear me tonight. You guys hear tonight? I hope you hear me. Because you can't just stop. You have to breathe. And in order to breathe, you got to let go. Inhale and exhale. Psalms 130, verse 6. I wait for the Lord more than watchmen wait for the morning. Oh, look at the picture. So, like, in these times, you had a castle or, like, a, a, a kingdom. And who watched over the kingdom was the watchmen. They're on the high up corners, usually with a bow and arrow. Nowadays, they got the snipers. There's the guys who they see things far from away. They're looking. They're lurking. They're searching for the enemy. That's going to creep up on them at any moment. They got all four corners just ready. They're laser beam focused. And the psalmist here is saying, I wait for the Lord more than those guys. Wait for the morning. More than watchmen wait. Because in the morning, that's when the light begins to hit the land. That's when you begin to see. And you get full scope of everything going on in the kingdom. You're in defense mode. You're in this laser beam focus. And the psalmist is saying... I wait for the Lord more than those guys wait for their enemy. As fearful as they are of their enemy, it's just as fearful as I am of God. Not fear because he's going to hurt me, but fear because he's so powerful, he's so amazing, and he loves me, and he calls me a life I've never known through the spirit that's living inside of me. That's fearful. I have utmost reverence and honor for God. A holy being sitting amongst sinners, the God of heaven, sending Jesus to love those around him. Man, this is something we've never known before. That's that reverence. And he's saying, listen, in the morning, I am on this search. What are you searching for in the morning? Is it information? Is it BuzzFeed? Is it an application? Is it a text? Is it a notification? Or are you seeking after God in the mornings? Pastor, this sounds a lot like stuff I should do. Once you start doing, you'll start seeing. 
connect the physical to the spiritual just for a moment. You really start liking the gym after three months of doing it, and then you stop doing it, and you're like, man, I need to go back to going to the gym. I felt better. My days felt a bit more energized. I actually slept eight hours in the night. I actually got sweat in me. Now, so now I don't feel icky. I, got, I feel fresh. I feel good. Now something I dreaded is something that I love to do because I took time to do stuff that I didn't want to do. And because I took time to do what I didn't want to do, now that changes what I do want to do. Connect your physical to the spiritual. I want to go in Christ. Are you praying? That's the number three. Stop, breathe, pray. Worship team, come up. Pray. Realign your life. Exaltation. Put Jesus back on his throne. That's the center of everything. Wake up in the morning. Just stop. Inhale. Inhale. What are you receiving? What are you believing? What's the word you're getting in you? Exhale, right? You got all day to exhale. You got all day to exhale. But don't leave that moment without praying. Don't leave that moment with realigning your life back to the Father, putting him back on his throne. God says, have no other gods before me. And it's not that the gods before me that you have are real. You're just worshiping them like they're real. Stop. Get these gods that you have. You worship. You give them too much attention. I'm jealous. I want everything for you. If I gave everything for you, why won't you give everything for me? My son that I sent for you, he's coming back in Revelation as the king, the lion. But remember, I sent him as the lamb that was slain for you. That's justice. That's mercy. How will you respond? Will you step on his sacrifice? Or will you make it the center of everything? And you've got all these lowercase g's you got up before me, man. All these gods. They're not even real, but you worship them like they are. They will never help you. But you give so much help to them. Now, I don't know if you're exploring Christianity tonight. I don't know what you believe. I don't know if you came in here. You see, just a couple weeks ago, I was speaking with a bunch of people outside who clearly just communicated. We don't believe in Jesus. We don't believe in God. But we're here and we're hanging. I said, hello, how you doing? (laughs) So we had a great conversation after about, you know, what we believe and explaining stuff. So I know in here, there's probably 20% of you, we do the math, 20% of you are skeptics, atheists. Welcome home. We love you. So, man, if you're exploring spirituality, I want to let you know off the bat, Jesus is the center of everything. And prayer is when you put him back as the center. It's when you put him back on his throne. It's when you say, God, you are everything to me. And I love, just go back to that verse. Actually, let's jump to Exodus 33, verse 14. I love that song, Worthy. We could do that one. That one's one crazy. How many guys love our worship team? I just... Y'all don't get it. It says, and he said, Exodus 33, 14. We're going back to what we just read. And he said, my presence. Someone say my presence. That was five people. Someone say my presence. We'll go with you. And I will give you rest. My presence will go with you. And I will give you rest. Stop, breathe, and pray. Because my presence will go with you, and I will give you rest. Stop. Just stop for a second. Be still and know that I am God. Be still. See, some of us, after today, you need to organize your mornings a bit, a bit more intentionally. Stop, breathe, pray. Get some word in you.
your Bible is too dusty. The Bible you don't have. If you're willing to invest in relationships that probably won't last, why not invest in the relationships that will determine your eternity? Buy a Bible. Buy a notebook. Buy a pad. Take notes. What is God speaking to you? Can you trust? Can God trust you with his voice? With his word? Will you, will you honor it? Will you write it down? Will you hold it close to your heart? It sounds like a lot I got to do. Man, let's just really try to be the best people God's called us to be. Listen, what got you here won't get you there. What got you right here to this moment won't get you to where God's leading you. Something's got to change. Something's got to give. Something's got to sacrifice. Man, something's got to put it in our account and stop. Breathe. Pastor, I'm so stressed out. Stop. Breathe. Pray the presence of God goes with you. Goes with you. He will not abandon you. Let's practice. Let's pra- Come on, bow your heads. Close your eyes. Let's start singing. And we're, we're in, in these moments, we're going to put God back on his throne. We're going to do an altar call in just a moment. We're going to take two minutes for this. But if you just bow your heads, close your eyes, and really try to focus in on the Holy Spirit. Don't, don't dwindle out in this moment. Don't, don't like, get lost. But, but let's zone in. Come on, let's zone in. Even if you have to start speaking with your actual words and, 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 and giving God back his title, back his role, his authority, his position, just stop for a second. You've been too busy. Some of you have been so frantic. Even in your prayer, you feel your hands shaking. Even in your, your seeking God, you're anxious. Just stop and breathe and just, just inhale his love, his unfailing love. This is what we ought to do every day, every day. Find the home button in our life and just center ourselves. Come on, don't let your mind take you out of this moment. Don't let your mind go to what you're going to eat later, what's going on tomorrow. Let's focus on the spirit in this moment because it's this right here. It's this this act that you're performing of of reverence to God and prayer that it is going to open doors for you. It's going to give you more patience to wait on the Lord. It's not that God is late. It's that God is patient. It's not that God is late. He's not late. That's not a God we serve. He's always on time. He's always on time. So, God, we focus on you right now. We, we zone in.